Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the podcast, check it out. Well, wherever anything in the first hour, you see it on the podcast. If you miss anything in the podcast, we'll just go back. You can just rewind it. It's that easy on the podcast. Those are the two Tell Nuanas podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate that. The podcast available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. 361-3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Uh, Coulter, we've been doing this throughout the summer. It's the Senior Spotlight each Thursday at about 5 o'clock. We've been doing the Senior Spotlight. This will be our last one for the season but also kind of a launching point into the next one and dylan rollins came in studio and uh chatted with us we really appreciate him for coming in here and doing that uh and uh, uh again a senior now this season so he's the first of the next year of seniors and uh tomorrow night the uh, sentinel spartans open up their season he's an offensive lineman 15 offers already on the table to play college football to the division one level both fcs and fbs and a great kid to talk to for those wondering who he's got offers from, BYU, Montana, Montana State, Oregon State, Utah State, Air Force, Bucknell, Central Michigan, Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard, Northern Arizona, UNLV, and Yale. Also had some pretty heavy interest from Arizona State. Has a preferred walk-on offer to Nebraska. And if he could have got to go to the camps that he had planned at Washington and uh, Cal, I think he probably would have got at least preferred walk-on offers there. Yep. The kid's a mountain. Uh, it's been fun to watch him develop. I remember meeting him when he was in middle school because uh, his dad, Josh, played for Montana State. His brother, Byron, plays at Montana State. And I remember meeting him on the sidelines, and he was just a tall, skinny kid then. And now he's still tall. He ain't skinny anymore. He told us he weighs 285 pounds. So. He actually is pretty skinny, man. Well, that's what's remarkable well, about as, him. As far as like what his potential is to put on more weight. Yeah, I mean, exactly. skinny ain't the word, but it's he ain't fat. No, he, no, 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 no. He does not have the lineman belly by any Not years. at all. Uh, no, he, he's definitely... Got it right, and he's got it rolling. But it seems like he's a level-headed kid because he's treating this recruiting process with enthusiasm, but he's also really prioritizing his team, and that's what starts tomorrow is the march toward a potential Class AA State Championship, which Sentinel has not had for my whole lifetime, certainly, and probably even longer than that. But they will be the number one team in the state going into this season. 
Now for the recent riches because of their star captain offensive lineman. The senior spotlight is brought to us in part by Blaine McElmary of McElmary Homes. Blaine McElmary knows what you can achieve through hard work as an athlete from a small Montana town. The Troy, Montana native rose up to become an all-American safety for the Grizzlies on UM's 1995 national championship team before spending time playing in the NFL. McElmary has used those values in his work with McElmary Homes, Missoula's highest quality custom residential construction company. Since 2003, McElmary Homes has been committed to offering quality customer service, quality products, and the best prices throughout any project. McElmary Homes, they are proud to support local high school athletes around the state of Montana. Visit online, McElmaryHomes.net today. Enjoy our conversation with this week's Senior Spotlight, Dylan Rollins. But we are very happy to welcome in as both the final episode of uh, our senior spotlight for the year and also the launching point into next year's senior spotlight offensive lineman from sentinel high school uh, a kid who's got quite a number of offers sitting out there uh, on where to go play at the uh, at the next level but he's got some time to sit here and figure it out and came all the way down to the studio to see us dylan rollins here with us dylan thanks so much for being here man how are you Doing good. Thanks for having me on. We're very happy to have you here. So I understand you decided today you would make your announcement on this show. So that was <laughs> great, man. Thank you for doing that. Where are you going to go? Okay. I'm not going to put you on the spot quite like that. Let's start here, man, because this is both about uh, uh, the sports aspect of it, but also just the high school experience and, and the students that we've talked to throughout the course of this series were seniors last year. You're just beginning your senior year. You're coming out of a shortened, truncated junior year because of the the pandemic and it kind of shut everything down. And now you're going to school like twice a week, but you still got football starting up on Friday. And so it's it's like all kind of happening, but happening sort of awkwardly. What has this been like for you as a student here this first couple of weeks of your senior year? Uh, It's been a lot different than it has been, obviously. I mean, we go to school two days a week, like you said, and the teachers have been good about it, getting us adjusted and everything. Whereas last year, it was kind of throwing in at all of us, hey, now you're all the way online. But they've done a good job at it, and you know they're always working to find out what works best for people. We, uh, like you said, we go into class for two and a half hours for two periods. Uh, yeah, you go twice a week. Which seems perfect. It may be just me. Okay, I, you, I don't know. You want to go just... to a two and a half hour class? Oh, absolutely. Go Ooh. to class two and a half. Be done. Get out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm into uh, it. No way I'm doing okay. math no. for two yeah. and a half hours. I mean, that is a little... Uh, for math, that's... I hadn't considered that. I was thinking more geography. Yeah, give me... I mean, I'll take some social studies yeah, for two yeah. and a half hours. Okay. No math. Okay. Not, no calculus for two and a half hours. <laughs> right? It's tough to stay awake that long. So. I would think so. I mean, bring on the Red Bull, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, what's this offseason been like for you? Because since last football season, Seattle had a great year last year. You guys go to the semifinals of the playoffs. But your recruiting has really blown up. I mean, I know you've been really getting your name out there. I think coaches around the West actually even have a little bit more time to recruit, given right. the, the state of the situation. Uh, but you've garnered yourself about half a dozen FBS offers, what, 15 offers in total? Yep. Uh, and I know that everybody's kind of anxiously waiting. But how do you balance the exposure that you've gotten in recruiting while also still concentrating on these Lafayette team goals you have? Because, I mean, you guys are probably going to be number one team in the state coming into this season. So how do you balance that thing? And what's the last you know six, eight months been like for you? That's uh, been weird. I mean, obviously, I had a lot of stuff planned junior days, camps through the summer and spring, and uh, all those got canceled. I got out to Nebraska in in January, I think, and 
saw theirs. But then after that, you know, I had a handful of them planned over spring break and then following and then camps in the summer and those all got cut. So that's that's tough. I mean, it gives coaches more time to evaluate you, but they also don't have as much to evaluate you on. So it's a new experience for us. You know, nobody's ever experienced it, but same for the coaches. They don't there. It's new to them, too. So it's tough. It's uh, interesting because this class of Montana guys particularly is really highly recruited. I think there's like five or six of you guys that are three-star recruits. A lot of guys getting FBS offers. But it seems like the trend in this class is committing early because there is so much uncertainty. I've never seen this many guys committed before the season even starts. Right. And, but a lot of guys talk about, hey, I commit before my senior year so I can concentrate on my senior year, concentrate on my team. But you've decided to wait. What's gone into that decision-making process? Yeah, so a lot of guys more than ever have committed before their senior year. And again, that's just out of uncertainty. They don't know if they're going to get to play and stuff. So they're going to make their decision before and secure their spot. But I've kind of taken it as the approach, okay, other guys are committing places. That leaves schools open for me to look at because, you know, they lose their guys early. So then they go and look for more guys and, you know, not being able to go to camps and being a guy out of Montana where people outside of Montana don't usually recruit. It's big that I get my name out there and show them what I can do. They, they can't just see my junior film and say, Oh, we know this guy, this guy, and this guy. And so him matching up against uh, this player, we know how well he is. Like it's, it's tough. So you know, a lot of times in the state of Montana, historically, I think maybe a little less so now because of some of the, 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 the digital exposure that kids can get. But uh, if you had an offer, it was it was awesome. And if you had a couple or three to pick from, I mean, you were that 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 might be the benchmark of the entire recruiting class in any given in, in any given year. So we already talked about it. you got 15 offers or maybe more even coming. That's a lot of evaluation for you to do. We understand, I mean, we hear on ESPN radio, right? It's all about, well, what's the best football team, the best fit from a football standpoint, the coaches, the, the situation and all that. But it's a much larger decision than that. I mean, you're talking about, well, what about my family, proximity to them? What sort of education potentially is it that I want to get? What do I want to go into, fields and things like that? And just sort of the holistic experience of being in a place in addition to, obviously, the huge piece of 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 playing ball how do you think about the decision in terms of trying to make the best sort of totalitarian decision if i can say it that way for yourself yeah so there's been a lot of things that i've gone through just just to narrow down my options you know i first decided that i wanted to stay west coast so you know bucknell and the ivy league schools those were the first ones that i said you know thank you for your time and thank you for recruiting me. I appreciate it, but I don't see myself going all the way out there to play football. Yeah. And then just furthermore, seeing what the, where the coaches see me playing and uh, what their level of interest seems to be in me because, you know, they offer me, but some places, you know, they offer you and then they don't talk to you again right. for several weeks. It's like, do you really want me then? And Whereas other schools, you know, they're talking to you every week and it's like, okay, that shows that you want me more. Like, I'm more important to you, so that's where I'm going to play more because I'm more important. Yeah. Well, that's what we had to do. I mean, I think it was two to three times a week that we recruited you to get on this show and it took us a summer, but we got it. We landed you See, and I feel great about it. See, this. now that's just a blatant lie. 
This was a one. This was a one for one. I I'll, sent him a text. He says, "I'll be don't, there." Don't tell the people. Make it. You know, make it hard. Make it hard. Make our job hard. Co- coveted guest, to be sure. Well, from our perspective, covering your recruiting has been fun because you have uh, so many different ties to the schools that you're being recruited by. You know, it, you grew up in Missoula, Montana, so obviously got a little bit of a hometown tie to the Grizz. But your father, Josh. Played for the Montana State Bobcats. Your brother Byron, he played at Montana. He plays at Montana State currently. I know you got an offer from Central Michigan. Jim McElwain, he was the OC back when your old man was playing at Montana State. Uh, I'm pretty sure the offensive line coach was your dad's offensive line coach, right? Yep, coach McAlchick. No, Coach McAlchick yep. at Oregon State, right? Okay, so th- there you got a tie over there yeah. as well. But I know you're also uh, grew up in the Mormon faith, an LDS guy. You got some offers from the Utah schools now, too, so obviously some ties. BYU did not look good on Monday. <laughs> was it like 60 to 3, something like that? No, I don't no, know. No, I don't no. know. I don't but, know. You, but Utah State has had it rolling. <laughs> totally. Like, Absolutely. Lately. And so, I mean, from a personal perspective, you're getting pulled in a lot of directions. It must be nice to be wanted, but how do you handle that as a young guy that kind of has a lot of people that you know expecting a lot of things from you? Yeah. Um, Geez, it's it's still a lot. I mean, I have a lot to think about still going forward. I'm, I'd say I'm closer to making a decision than I've ever been, but I still have a lot of schools that you know I'm considering as as options, and um, I think it'll just come down to what's more important to me. You know, uh, Oregon State, you get the Pac-12 football experience. BYU, I get a church experience, a good experience for my faith, and then same thing, just hometown experience i could play with my brother if i went to montana state like there's a lot to think about so well you probably have a, a personal relationship with coach germer here at montana too right just because yeah. you played with yeah. i mean his sons are about your area i guess right around your age yeah so his younger son alex is my age so i see coach germer at basketball games i saw him up at the lake this summer and stuff and he's been talking to me since i went to their football camp my sophomore year uh, going into my sophomore year, so I've known him for a while, and just yeah, there's a lot of connections. There, I've been so. up at the lake, you know, as you know, all summer. Uh, yeah, right. As is a state up the, there. The level is super low, and I realized, oh well, Coach Jimmer got out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big man. Well, huh? that, that Dylan probably got out. You too. were in there too. That was the other five inches of lake that just dropped immediately. Okay. Somebody get a towel. <laughs> well, tell us this element of it. If you're comfortable about talking about it, how much of an influence does your faith have on this? Because a lot of times LDS guys do go on missions, and it does have an influence on your college career. Your brother went on a mission uh, for a couple years, and so he had delayed eligibility. Have you thought about that element of things? Yeah. Um, I still haven't made a decision as far as if I'm going to go on a mission or not, but one of the first questions that I ask every school I talk to is, what are your thoughts on this? You know, does this open or close any doors with you guys? Because I want to know up front if I'm going to be able to go on a mission, if that's what my decision is. Because if you're saying I can't, then that's, whoa, what, like, do you guys have something against it? Or is it just purely we want you to play now? Like, it's, yeah, it's a it's definitely a big part and something that I have to consider. But a lot of schools have been really good about it. So, Dylan Rollins joining us. He's our senior spotlight, senior sprout, the senior spotlight brought to us by Blaine McElmary and McElmary Homes and Mike Nugent at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Uh, Dylan, I want to talk about the here and now and your senior season of football at Sentinel High School. Um, the last several years uh, at Sentinel have been growing and building and seen some really great success, seen some heartbreak as well. 
and yet you come into this season your senior year, and as Coulter said, maybe the front runners at the Class AA level, certainly in the West. What are your... What are your expectations, not necessarily for what you accomplish as a team, but just for for the experience of what playing your one and only senior year of high school football is going to be like? I'm really excited about it. We're a really tight team. We're I'd say we're the tightest team in Montana. We're, you know, there's no division between classes as far as, you know, seniors usually hang out together, juniors usually right. hang out together. You know, on the sideline and just in school, outside of school, we're all hanging out. We're all friends, and it's awesome. So, usually, when when kids develop through high school, you know, freshman, sophomore, so on, they as they get better, they maybe have more confidence. They see the things that they're able to do, uh, but a lot of times, maybe uh, don't get to a point where they have they have total confidence in what they're able to do, or or may, you know maybe they do. I, I don't know exactly. Point being. You know that you're a very good football player. You're physically gifted in some pretty obvious ways, but also you've worked really hard to be the type of player that you are. When you go into your senior year and you know you got these offers on the table, not to be a jerk about it, but do you sit here and go, I'm going to wreck every person that I see (laughs) on the football field all season long and I cannot wait. Like You have that level of let's go, let's plow the road, and let's score some points here. That's the plan. That's the plan every game. Uh, you know, I started building that confidence last year, and now I, I know I can do it. And it's just a matter of going out and executing. You know, I I know I know the technique. I know what I can do. Now it's just a matter of execution. So, The uh, level of competition in Montana, I think, sometimes gets underrated, though, too. You're going to have a chance to go against some pretty top-level guys themselves, too. So what's it like having peers throughout the state? Like last year, you got to go against Kenneth Iden in in the state semifinal game. A kid from Bozeman High was a Class AA MVP last year as a junior. Do you like going against those type of guys? Do you think that's something that pushes you and makes you better? I love it. It's not fun to go against guys that don't give you any competition. It's once you start getting up against a guy that's a great player and you say okay you're a great player i'm gonna kick your ass like that's way more fun it is way more fun that's why i love doing this show with coulter because he's great competition and then i kick his ass every <laughs> oh single day God. it's beautiful uh, go back to yesterday I, seahawks I, vikings i can't okay, wait i can't wait to remember. throw down our bet on this packers <laughs> vikings game too um, Dylan, talk about just the, the, the evolution of Sentinel football the last couple of years, because I think, uh, as Ryan said, it's been building. We were talking before we started uh, the interview about when you were a sophomore, that team was so talented. Maybe one of the most talented in the history of Sentinel football, definitely in the modern era of Sentinel football. Guys like Rylanor, Elias DeWaters, Jace DeWalt, and that team was basically five plays away from being nine and one and instead finished five and five and outside the playoffs. How much did that season motivate you guys coming into last year and the great year you had? And how much more hungry are you now coming just short of the state title game last year? Like you did. Yeah, it's, you know, you learn from your losses and, uh, losing five really heartbreakers my sophomore year definitely set the tone for I'm not going to let that happen again you know we need we need to win the close games and that's where it comes in practice when things are hurting you got to push through because that's when the close games are won and so you you know we won some close games last year as opposed to the ones that we lost my sophomore year and you know now we have some more talent and so I I I want us to go out and dominate this year you know 
you come in here and your disposition is such sort of a welcoming one, if I may say, and you, you know, you have this, you know, personability about you and also a certain edge. And it's interesting. I often think about guys that are, that are good guys, men of faith, uh, you know, in various ways that then step onto the football field. And particularly as an offensive lineman, you got to play with a little more dog than just about everybody else on the field. How do you do that? Like, where does that mentality come from where you're who you are off, off the field, nice guy, friendly, helpful, all that kind of stuff. And then when you, when you strap it up, some bad thoughts happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of being where your feet are. You know, when I'm off the field, I'm not there to be a mean guy. I'm not there to beat someone up. <laughs> Off the field, if you see an old lady, you help her cross the road. That's sure. what you do. When you're on the field, your quarterback needs protected. That's what you do. Like It's just a matter of what's needed in that situation. And when you're on the field, you it's just flip a switch, let's go. You're Even if you know the guy across from you, you've been friends since kindergarten, you're now my enemy. I'm coming for you. Tell us a little bit about your family because I think that, you know, I, I, I became friends with your dad when your brother was getting recruited. He sent me a nice thank you note because I wrote a story about Byron. And then when I started playing noon ball here in Missoula, I mean, your dad's one of the nicest guys in this entire town, man. He'll go introduce himself to anybody. He'll make friends with anybody. But I think he's he's had a huge influence on just the way that both you and your brother have made, made it to this point, you know, being a potential college football player like yourself or a college football player like Byron is. How much influence has Josh had on you? A lot. I mean, him playing at the college level, he played both offensive and defensive line growing up and stuff, so he knows both sides of the ball, and he can help us. He knows what to do right and what's wrong, so after the games, we we go in and watch film as a team, and then I go home and have an hour with my dad, and we watch my film again and see what I need to do better, so... You know, this, this, this might be kind of a, a, a silly question, I, I don't know, but a lot of kids who have, especially come from maybe families where their parents were athletes or doing something along those lines, get burnt out on the thing at some point. And it doesn't seem like that's the case for you. I mean, you, you, you're not just good at this, but I think you love this. You're really into playing football, improving as a football player and seeing that as a future. What Has that always been the case? Like, is, or was there a moment where you're like, you know, I don't know, maybe art school is the way I want to go here. <laughs> and I don't know if I need all this over here on the side. Like, how did how did that work for you in, in terms of your your love of the game? You know, growing up, I didn't think, you know, I'd be able to play college football. It was like, that is huge. Like, that's top level. I didn't, and then uh, once I hit high school, I'm like, OK, I have a big frame. Maybe it's a possibility. And then. Just growing into that, growing as a player, it's like, okay, this is something that I can do and that I want to do. And just, you know, once I found that aggression a little bit sophomore year, a lot last year, it makes it a lot more fun to play the game. So, One thing I think is, uh, I, I read this in the article that the Missouri did, and I thought it was super funny, but you talked about all the stuff you got to eat. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, what are you waiting now, about 280? Yep, I'm 285 right now. So. Okay, so to be 6'6", 285 when you're 17 or 18 years old, that's um, that's quite a feat, and I'm sure it takes quite a few calories. What is your daily diet like? Oh, geez. <laughs> so, you get a peanut butter sandwich between every class, right? Is that is that's what the that was, story goes? That was my plan last year. That's when I had to gain weight quick, but you know, I've tried to focus on getting some good nutrition in me, so I'm... I'm trying to hit every day about 400 calorie, 400 grams of protein. So that's, 
you know, eating six eggs before my morning workout, a protein shake before the workout, a protein shake after the workout, go home, eat more, eat at lunchtime, eat before practice, eat after practice, and then eat after, eat before bed. So being at home though, it's probably a little easier to do that, right? Yeah. It's a lot easier to eat like that. When, when we were talking about the upcoming school year, I was like, if we go full days, five days a week, I'm going to need a second backpack. That's just a backpack. <laughs> Just for the food. Well, this has been great talking to you, Dylan, and we really appreciate you coming in. We'll get you out of here on this. Missoula Sentinel versus Cowspell Flathead on Friday night. You must be just so excited for uh, the first game of your senior year. Yeah, not knowing if we were going to have a senior year, it really made you realize you can't take anything for granted. And even now, the health department has the ability in, in, at any time to shut us down. So. We, uh, we just have to keep going forward with every practice, every game is an opportunity and it could be our last, so we got to make the most out of it. So that's what we're going to do on Friday. We just got to go out and play our hardest and execute and we'll get it done. So, Dylan, this has been absolutely awesome to have you in here as uh, the final guest of our Senior Spotlight Series for this year and an entry point into next year. Appreciate it very much. Absolutely the best to you this season, your senior year. Enjoy it, and uh, obviously we'll track how things work out for you, and it'll, it'll go great. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. Dylan Rollins, a big, big kid. Polished. I mean, he, he could say, he, I think he's, is he 18? Can we say he's a man? He, uh... He's a man regardless of what his age is, that's for sure, but uh, but a young man uh, and, a, and a great kid, man. Really fun to talk to him, and uh, I think it pretty much comes across as you listen to him talk. So we're certainly excited about uh, uh, this season, just period across the board, high school football, but also, uh, you know, it's fun to see w- w- when kids like this have the opportunities that he's had. I mean, I understand not wanting to go to the East Coast, man, but turning down half the Ivy League is pretty, pretty – Pretty good. It's so, a testament to his, it his is. academic Certainly. abilities as well. No and, question. Uh, I mean, he's got a real chance, man. He, it's it's one of the most interesting recruiting sagas I've ever covered because he not only is he objectively an incredibly talented guy, he's a guy that is ready made to roll right now, but also has huge upside. Yeah, he's got a football background, having that his dad played college football and his brother is playing college football, so he has a blueprint how to navigate it. But then he also has these distinct, intimate ties at multiple places that would be great fits for right, him. Right. There's I've not, I haven't really seen a guy where, you know, he he has a close tie to Jim McElwain while also having a close tie to both the Cats and the Grizz. He's one of the few guys where, like, if he went to the Grizz, it would surprise me compared to some of the other offers he had. But it wouldn't totally knock my socks off. Yeah. If he went to the Cats, even though he's got a bunch of FBS offers, it also wouldn't totally knock my socks off. I mean, wasn't right. he wearing a Montana State shirt when he was in here? I just can't recall. I don't even but know he, what he shirt wears, I'm wearing. He wears Bobcat hats. and so, I mean, he still reps. Like, when he's just walking around in school, like, repping his college gear or whatever, he's repping cat stuff. Well, it's just, he's repping his brother's and, team. Exactly, sure. for sure. And so it wouldn't surprise me if he went there. Yeah. It also wouldn't surprise me if he went to one of the Utah schools and went on a mission. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he rolled the dice and went to Central Michigan. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he went to the Power Five. So all of the options are on the table, and that's cool. Because a lot of times you have some options, but you're like, well, eh, he's got all these options. Like when Kenneth Iden committed to the Cats, it didn't surprise me at all. It's like, oh, he's got these FBS options. He go to Miami of Ohio or Central Michigan, Western Michigan. Okay, why not the Cats? Like the Cats are just, just going to be a better experience all the way around. Yeah. Dylan, though, he has so many options that are all viable. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, great to talk to him again. We appreciate him coming in and doing that with us. His Senior Spotlight. Senior Spotlight brought to us in part by Mike Nugent. 
Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Real estate is a good time to be a realtor, especially if you're a good one. Mike Nugent is certainly that. High school sports potential. We projected a potential influx of talent. We haven't seen as much as maybe we did. If their parents were moving to town, though, Mike would be the guy that they'd want to call. If you lived in town for a long time, right now, it might be the best time ever to upgrade, downsize, look for something new. Maybe even just see what your house is worth. If you want to just get some sort of an appraisal or just mm-hmm. see where you're at in a really hot real estate market, give Mike a call. If you're looking to move to town, you're looking to move out of town. Mike has your answers to any of those questions as well. He's an expert when it comes to residential or commercial real estate. A Missoula native, a Missoula Sentinel alum, so I'm sure he will love that we there just had the Sparty on the show. Mike Nugent Berkshire Hathaway, he is your local real estate expert. Do not hesitate to give him a call no matter what question you have. 531-1802. That's 531-1802. Mike Nugent at Berkshire Hathaway wants you to always remember Every question is good to ask. Grizz Greats, episode three of the Silver Anniversary podcast series is out now. It is with Mick Dennehy, the offensive coordinator of that team, who then, of course, became the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies in 1996. You will hear a little piece of that from Mick Dennehy right after this. And we are thrilled, Coulter, to, on this Thursday afternoon, get to episode three of... Grizz Greats, silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. And uh, we've uh, we've had uh, a broadcaster, play-by-play man, and Mick Colleen. We've had a player, a kicker, Andy Larson. And now we have a coach uh, it uh, that we've gotten to here with Mick Dennehy. Uh, Mick Dennehy, Colton, was the offensive coordinator for the team in 1995. He was the head coach at Montana Western prior to coming over on Don Reed's staff and being the uh, the OC. And then when Don Reed retired somewhat unexpectedly in, in April, it didn't happen right after the season was over, several months later, uh, Mick Dennehy got tabbed to move uh, one seat to the left, as they say, although it ain't quite that in football, I understand. Uh, and uh, was the head coach then for four seasons for the Grizzlies before becoming uh, the head coach at Utah State for five years after that. And, of course, in '96. Went right back to Huntington, West Virginia, and went right back to Marshall with one small alteration to the Marshall Club. Yeah, a little addition of Randy Moss. But to go to win the first 14 games of your head coaching career, at least your Division One head coaching career, yeah. impressive for Mick Denny. He definitely set the bar high. That time at University of Montana Athletics is so interesting because there was so much momentum given the 1995 national championship, but there was also so many different changes going on. You had Bill Moose, the athletic director, leave, and then they had an interim athletic director, then that turned into Wayne Hogan, and Wayne Hogan came here with even more grandiose ideas than Missoula had experienced under both Harley Lewis and Bill Moose. You had Don Reed sort of abruptly retiring. Mick Dennehy takes over. You have Blaine Taylor sort of abruptly leaving in 1998. Don Holst sh- sort of thrust into a role that that uh, maybe he hadn't a- expected but had certainly been groomed for, but maybe was not. It was the timing was not necessarily what people had expected either. But it's all part of the history of what was such a rapid rise for Grizz Athletics to become that flagship school in the Big Sky Conference. And uh, Mick Dennehy... It's so interesting because I've said this in all the promos we've cut for this thing all week. But I think that the coaching tree that comes out of Butte, Montana, Butte, America, is so fascinating. You go back to Swede Dahlberg and 
uh, Sam Jankovic when they were the head coaches in Butte High, Butte Central, respectively. Jim Sweeney then at Montana State in the 60s. And then his coaching then of Sonny Holland. And then Sonny Holland taking over the program that led to Sonny Lubick. Well, Mick Dennehy and Mick Delaney, they actually both got their college starts at Montana State back in the late 70s. And that Sonny Lubick staff star-studded. Dennis Erickson, Todd Christensen. You know, these guys all went on to great success. Mm-hmm. Well, they had this one little blip in the radar. That I mean, Sonny Holland had it rolling. And then Montana started getting a little bit of momentum. They got Brian Salona, which was a huge swing in the in-state recruiting battle. They split with the Grizz. But then all of a sudden, those guys got abruptly fired. And it matriculated and had a huge influence on the success of so many other programs because guys like McDenahy went on to then have greater success than they ever experienced at Montana State. It's this pinnacle moment that was controversial but influenced the landscape of football across the state of Montana for the next 40 years. Well, Grizz Greats has been a blast to do, and we just keep on rolling. Excited to get these first ones out to you. Uh, And uh, first, uh, Grizz Greats, Silver Anniversary of the 1995 National Champions is brought to us in part by First Security Bank. 1993, right? The Grizz football team, they're just trying to host a playoff game for the first time in history. I guess maybe the second time, but but uh, very early on in the one double A playoffs, right? Yep. Uh, and, uh, and really, so the only second time they're trying to get the game. First Security Bank president at the time, Bill Boucher, he spearheaded a group of local business owners and guaranteed the bid for UM Athletics, something they needed to do in order to ensure that they wouldn't take a significant loss. Well, the, uh, the fan base certainly came through and made sure there wasn't a loss, but you had to get, have a guarantee on the front end, and it was First Security Bank that was there to support the University of Montana Athletics, and they have never wavered from that. Two years later, 1995, guess what? The UM turned that local optimism into national prominence when the Grizzlies won the Division I AA National Championship. 25 years later, First Security Bank is still a sponsor and still proud to sponsor Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. First Security Bank has always been a proud supporter of Grizz Athletics and the University of Montana. So here you go, a small piece of this most recent uh, uh, podcast episode with Mick Dennehy. Well, Coach, we fast forward a decade, and you find yourself the head coach at Montana Western, and you know at some stage you uh, you take the job to 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 come on to Coach Reed's staff, and I'm interested to know what when did you first land on his radar, or he land on your radar, and what was the the process like that you said, yeah, okay, I want to go uh, go back to my alma mater and be on be on this staff and 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 uh, be part of this offense. Well, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, I, uh, when I was at Western, um, the, our, our, uh, recruiting requirements were, were a little bit different than, than they are at the, the bigger schools. And, you know, we could go to football games and we could go to, uh, I was actually at the state wrestling tournament Billings and, uh, sitting there BSing with a bunch of old buddies and, you know, looking at some of the kids we were trying to recruit and, and that kind of thing. I got a uh, call on the uh, uh, PA system that I had a I had a telephone call. So actually, uh, Jerome <laughs> Sowers and Rob, Robin Flugrad were on the phone, and and I think to answer your question, part of the reason why that all came about was that um, you know part of our off season. Uh, is is uh, always trying to do some in service in terms of uh, you know going to somewhere and learning the game and you know at, at the university level we'd go to the we go 
to a spring ball somewhere, or we'd go to the Seattle Seahawks camp or, or whatever and spend time, you know, we'd, we'd bring a, a professional coach in to, to um, clinic the staff and stuff like that. Well, at Western, we didn't have the money to do that. So we, as a staff, spent a lot of time at the University of Montana, um, you know, learning the, you know, Tommy Lee uh, was there, and, and uh, we were we were essentially at Western doing a lot of the same things in terms of uh, the passing game and the screen game and things like that that uh, that they were doing at the University of Montana because we basically stole it from them or borrowed it, I guess would be a better term. But uh, I had spent so much time down there that that I, I think Don just felt maybe I was a part of the staff already. Uh, you know, I, if I had questions, I, I was always on the phone and, and that kind of thing. And, and so it was, um, it was a real easy thing for me. I don't know how easy it was for them, but it was easy for me because, um, you know, I knew the, I knew this a lot about the system and, and all of those kind of things. And, and obviously, uh, being an alum from there, uh, it was it was nice to go back and and uh, to to be able to give back a little bit as well. So that's kind of how that all unfolded. Don Reed, his offensive acumen and and the respect he had in the college game, even when you first joined his staff, was already well renowned and already well established. How much did what Montana was doing offensively when you first joined the staff in 1991 align with what you had? Because you said you had been similar, you know, that you'd, you'd been familiar with some of what Tommy Lee had been doing as the OC and, and Coach Reed and things like that. But how, how much did it align with what your philosophies had been previously in your coaching career? Well, a lot. I mean, almost all of it. Um, you know, our, our, with the exception of, of – uh, some of their five and seven step drop game. Our three step drop game was exactly the same. Our terminology was the same. Our screen game was exactly the same. You know, our running game um, was a little bit more comprehensive. You know, I can remember when I went there. We had uh, we to Montana. We had five running plays, and it was dive right and dive left and fo right and fo left. And, <laughs> option right and option left and sweep right and sweep left and you know we brought a little a little bit of a numbering system and, and made it a uh, you know a little bit more comprehensive but uh, you know we d- we did pretty much the same thing um, and it didn't change at all uh, really at, until after about my first year as the head coach there and and, uh, you know, we made a commitment then. I mean, we'd, we'd be ahead by two or three touchdowns late in the game, and and uh, we wouldn't be able to run the ball. I couldn't run the ball very well. And, and so we made a commitment to to um, to run the football better. And uh, we, we to, to become a little bit more balanced, I guess, is, is – uh, and, and that was kind of where we ended is, is – you know that when we did that that first year, Johansi Humphrey set school record, school rushing record. Uh, Bob Bob Colk, I hired him, brought him in from Portland State, and and we became a better running team. And I guess that that was 
kind of the, I don't know what you'd call it, the, the, that's how it evolved. Um, but to, to go back to my, my five years there as the, as a coordinator, you know, we, 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 we were a passing team. We were, that's what we were going to do. That's what we made our living on. And first and 10, then third and 10, there was no difference. We we're going to throw the ball anyway. And, uh, so anyway, that's, that's kind of how that all came about. There you go. Mick Dennehy from Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, the podcast series. It is out now. Uh, his episode available on Spotify, on Transistor. Go to grizzgreats.com, uh, and, uh, and you can listen to that and the other episodes that are out now as well. Really appreciate him doing that. Grizz Greats. Silver Anniversary Podcast Series is brought to us in part by Blackfoot Communications and Coulter. Blackfoot Communications, they've been around a long time as well, even in 1995. They were doing their thing, helping out communications, work, home, everything in the uh, state of Montana continue to this day. It's a lot easier for me to understand the way that a landline and things like that work. <laughs> yes. Now, Blackfoot does so much stuff. that Blackfoot's job got a lot harder in the last 25 years. But also years. A, lot, a lot more mysterious. They do, so right. many things, they do so many things I need that are essential, that are very uh, cut and dry. They also do so many things that I cannot even comprehend. But all of the things they do are great things. But even back in 1995, good chance when you called your friends, family, colleagues on the other side of town, you used phone service from Blackfoot Communications. Chances are you're probably still using it today. If you have any sort of office needs, home office needs, especially as more people start to gravitate towards working remotely, Blackfoot can set up a network anywhere for you. They continue to keep our homes and businesses connected with state-of-the-art voice and internet services. Blackfoot takes great pride in celebrating the indelible mark left by Montana's run to its first football national championship way back in 1995. And Blackfoot is excited to be a, a proud sponsor of this Silver Anniversary podcast. Chris Grace, the Silver Anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. Blackfoot, proud sponsor of Grizzly Athletics. Take a quick break. We'll get you set for the NFL high school football and tell you what Coulter and I are up to tomorrow. We're pumped about it next. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. 30 minutes away from kickoff in KC. Let's go. Sutel Nuwana is 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Great to be with you across the state. If you want to listen live, you can do it on our website, 1029ESPN.com. You catch the stream. You can listen to the show live, obviously, when it's on. And if the show's not on, well, guess what? ESPN is on. You tune in, see what's going on with the station all the time. The stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. You can also listen to the podcast. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. You can just rate, review, subscribe. The Two Telling the Ones podcast comes right to you. The podcast is brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. All right, Coulter, we're a half an hour to uh, kick off. We can touch on that game a little bit, but we're pumped up tomorrow. Well, we're 
like any time we get to go play golf. But uh, playing in the Grizzly Men's Basketball Round Ball Tournament tomorrow, the uh, fundraiser for uh, for University of Montana men's basketball team. I'm excited about this. I've had this ongoing question of whether Jay Flores or Chris Cobb's a better golfer. I don't know that I'll for sure get an answer to it, but I feel like maybe, you know, take some looks on the range, get a little sideways, kind of see what's going on over here, what's the swing look like, you know what I mean? I feel like I'll You're I'll more concerned more. about who's better between the two of them. I'm just more concerned that I'm better than both of them. Yeah, I wouldn't I would not take that bet whatsoever. I know. I I just think that if I myself no wife, no children, no yeah. life. Am not better than men with wives, wives, and young children, and um, significant lives. Uh, then I need to start <laughs> over. Here's the thing, man. Like, <laughs> if your life is golf and you can't beat guys with newborn kids, you need to quit. Or you need lessons. I mean, one of the two. Well, I got a lesson. And that's why I'm going to whoop you so bad next. Oh tomorrow. wow! Actually, you know what? Whoop me. We're on the same I know we're on team. The same team. And that's going to make me so happy because I hate playing against you because you are the master of bringing everyone down to your level. I'm so excited to play with you because I'm so much good, <laughs> so good at bringing you up to my level. Is that right? We just uh, got to keep Sean between the ditches, man. Yeah, we got to keep Sean. Sean Bryson DeChambeau Rainey. We need we need the non disgruntled version. See, we 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 played you, we played it a scramble against Sean. That's that included that included a mulligan, and he wanted to take a mulligan eight shots after <laughs> he took the, the the bad shot. You know what I mean? Oh, and it's like, listening. well, no, that's not how the thing Vince, works. Put it on SWX tonight. This is not how this is not how you do this. It's like it's like you can't play the next football play and then review the play. You know, two hey. plays ago, it's not. It's it's done. We've moved on. And this is not advice for either of your young children. All of your guys' young children. Yeah. But my old man always taught me, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying hard right. enough. And one thing that I can tell you about Sean is that I got mad respect because he'll do it all. He he's not, you can never you can never fault him for being um, non competitive. His competitive well, spirit is at an all time high, and he's certainly not cheating. But he is trying to gain every possible advantage right. uh, that's there to be taken. Uh, that is for sure. Anyway, we're excited about that. We will report on this tomorrow uh, how it goes. Uh, want to uh, just remind everybody again on SWX tonight the Double A high school football season kicks off. Bozeman Billing Senior seven o'clock right here on SWX Television. So if you're watching us there, uh, they were going to have some high school football live for you. And then it's Hellgate Big Sky seven o'clock tomorrow night Crosstown Rivalry in Missoula also on SWX Television. So uh, that is uh, uh, it's just nice, man. It's just nice that it's all going on right here. You know, I'm pumped up about it. Chiefs. Texans, Coulter. Now, what's the deal? You coming over? I'm coming over before I go to trivia. Okay, you're going to go try and win another gift card. That's right. Okay. Trivia at the bar bar. Okay. Sports trivia at the town. But I'm going to get you loaded up with, like, some nachos. Okay. Great. Wait, wait. Can you do nachos? You're doing a detox. Yeah, so no yeah, no yeah. drinks, no, no nachos. I, I don't know. I what don't are you know. bringing your own like lemon juice and, uh, and, and, and onion rinds to rub on your elbows? Uh, How does this work? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't I have to see what, what, oh, what you're, you're, you're back. I can not. see you backing out right now because you just realized you're going to come over. You're going to be tempted by all manner well, of food so, and okay, so this, this is a, yeah, well, we, we won't even give the people the boring details. Don't. But, you, uh, you jumped into I think this as long thing. as I don't drink and I don't have noodles, I'll be fine. <laughs> That's the detox. No not, alcohol, no noodles. You, <laughs> if you had any idea how big of a challenge that is for me, you'd realize how torn I am. <laughs> 
give me, give me this. Give me these internet diets. Enjoy hoops. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.